Welcome to something crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to something crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to something crunchy. In the studio with Tyler D and Remember B. Oh. <laughs> Let's put them up. Oh, Coco. <laughs> How are we feeling tonight? Oh, man, I am pumped for the continuation of Crunchtober. Oh my God, yes. Crunchtober please. continues. I'm excited. We got a good one tonight. And we're going to start with a new segment. We're going to be talking a lot about horror movies tonight. Yes. And I feel like we needed something to get. Our brains going, get you thinking what about you some thinking? movies. Tonight we're trying out a new segment, which came first horror edition, where I give you a set uh-huh. of two or three movies, in this case horror movies, and all you have to do is tell me which one was released first. Simple as that. We're going to take you back in okay. time. I could dig that. We can do that. We don't even need to keep score. Want to go to good pace? We have to move on to other shit. <laughs> all right? Okay. Lots of food on our plate tonight. I kept the movies pretty mainstream but if you don't know one of these just raise your hand and i'll come over there and slap the shit out of you if you're not knowing your horror with them. <laughs> okay. well this is gonna be fun let's get started which came first okay scream or the faculty faculty scream tyler's right mm, 97 99 first of all you're wrong scream shit. was 96 Second of all, oh, I changed my mind. So I want to keep score. Yeah, I heard you just say gets the point as if no, we were now. We're doing we're doing jubs. We're doing the whole thing. I can oh. immediately change my mind. We're keeping score. Tyler's up one and nothing. You know I'm in. Let's do this. It or Clown House? Clown it. House. Players right back in it with Clown House. Yeah. Clown House came out in 1989, the original It, 1990, one year later, way to go be. That one definitely haunted my dreams first. <laughs> Your first set of nightmares was yeah. Clown House. I definitely remember Clown House <laughs> haunting him before Tim Curry then filled that spot. <laughs> filled your void. That was our, our clown round. Yes. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move past a that. A chub apiece. All right. Which came first? This is our first three-rounder. Oh, Okay. One and a half chubs for this one? No. <laughs> Simply for one chub. Don't ever confuse it. <laughs> no. Saw, Paranormal Activity, or The Devil's Rejects? Devil's Rejects. Put them in order of which came first. Don't just say one, Blair. <laughs> Devil's Rejects. <laughs> Blurt Apollo one 13. There's three of them. <laughs> Why are you only saying one? There's fucking three. Okay. I, I already forgot saying. the choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need those choices again. <laughs> couple beers we down. Yeah. I only remember Devil's Rejects. All I'm, all I'm thinking about Which is Tom Hanks. Devil's Rejects. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. See? Now you'll okay. get why I've done this in the past. Absorb. You shit. Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Which came first? Saw. Mm-hmm. Saw. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. <laughs> the Devil's Rejects. Saw. Paranormal. No. You're going with the order. Saw, Devil's Rejects, Paranormal Activity. How do you feel about that? Incorrect, Blair. Paranormal Activity. Whoa. First? Devil's Rejects, Saw. Blair is 100% correct. Two to one, Blair's up. Shit. 
Blair Witch Project versus 13 Ghosts. Which came first? Never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Blair, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> you saw 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts? With Matt Lillard and... Is that the, the one where there's yes, like levels? Yes. You saw The, the Clear <laughs> House. Oh, you saw that's 13 what I mean. Ghosts. Yes. I don't want to hear. I didn't see that. You just this, don't this, remember this, the this title. This was tailor-made for you. Where there was like pops of like fire ghosts and like... Yes, Blair. Glass. Yeah, that's the one. It's You've seen it. Okay. All right. And then <laughs> what was the other choice? Blair Witch Project. Uh, I'll go Blair Witch first. Just for fun. I'm going the 13. opposite. 13 Ghosts. The Blair Witch Project came out in 1999. 13 Ghosts came out in 2001. Ooh. Okay. You got that? I thought I got that. Blair got that. That would Man. be. That would be. Which came first? House of a Thousand Corpses or Hostel? House of Thousand Corpses. First? Yeah, I'm going to agree. That's correct. Oh. House of Thousand Corpses came out in 2003, Hostel 2005. Nice. Yes. No blood. No blood. What? Which came first? Did I? It's no, no blood. You both agreed. That's what no blood means? I said it first. But okay. You did say it first. I'm just saying. Does that? We're mm. not even like... She wasn't wrong. She's taking our sweet ass time. She wasn't wrong. No, I feel like if I Tyler like said it. it first, I don't like he it. would have gotten. No, if there's a only two choices, all. you get your pick, then I get my pick. Okay. Back to a three rounder. I want to know which came first. Give me all three here Candyman, Tremors, from Dust Till Dawn. Candyman from Dust Till Dawn, Tremors. Tremors from Dust Till Dawn, Candyman. You're both incorrect for the first time. Oh, I guess you can only do that on a three. It's actually wow. Tremors first <laughs> in 1990, Candyman 1992, and then from Dust Till Dawn 1996. Tremors was 90? Yes. That's blowing my mind right it, now. It is. I know. That was the trick one there. Okay. Friday the 13th or When a Stranger Calls? Friday thirteenth, and then when a stranger calls. Yeah, I have but to like agree. soon after, I feel like right after. You're both like eighty six. Once again, you're both wrong. When wow. a stranger calls came out in nineteen seventy nine. The cast. original Friday the thirteenth came out a year later, nineteen eighty. Eighty, jeez. That's crazy. I knew they were at least just a little they were before a year apart, though. Yeah. And release day, I knew at least it was close. It was close. Okay. It was definitely close. Which came first, The Exorcist or The Omen? Exorcist. There's been so many omens. Original. The original. Original, when was original, original. Re- original recipe. We're I'm, not doing remakes. Yeah, or I'm trying, the sequels. only ones I can think of are the ones that I've seen, which were the remakes. So <laughs> I'm going to say no. Omen first. The Exorcist came out in 1973. The Omen released three years later in 1976. Oh, damn. Felt that one. Put them in order. Urban Legend, Jawbreaker. I know what you did last summer. Oh wow. This is tough. Yeah, this and, is tough. And, and it's three consecutive years. Take this one first. And they're all pretty much the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, these are three different movies. Yeah, no, just different casts. It's the same movie. Well, half of it's about the same cast. All right. What was it? Urban Legend? Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. You're going that order. 
I know what you did last summer. It's Urban Legend Jawbreaker. Tyler is correct mm. and well done. Wow. That was tough. Very good. Thank you. I know what you did last summer came out in 1997. Urban Legend, 1998. Jawbreaker, 1999. Oh, well done. It was in the peak of my movie watching career. Oh, yeah. Right there. That's like <laughs> See, sophomore, junior, senior year of high oh, school. Yeah. Knew he would be good at both. By the way, I just want to mention to you both and to our listeners that I cannot be beaten at this game, that I could not have participated in this. I would have beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I don't think you would have gotten a single one on me. You think you would have this like done and Locked done? Wrapped I would let you Locked two down. study first and I would still beat you. So if hmm. you, any listeners out there think Ooh, that you could take challenge. me on Come in such a champ. game, that is a bring challenge. Me. We'd have to zoom it so I know that you're not cheating and looking it up. Oh, I like this. This needs to happen. I'm just saying, I can't be beaten. Challenge proposed. Which came first? The grudge or the ring? The, the ring. ring. Well, that's correct. Ooh. Boom. The ring 2002. The Together. grudge 2004. Put them in order. Of which they were released. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, Jaws, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw, Carrie, Jaws. I flip that completely around for me. Jaws, Carrie, Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Both incorrect. Shit. Oh my God, again. How are we both? Ball. Texas Chainsaw Massacre did come first. The following year, Jaws came out. 1976, Carrie. Oh my God. So Three okay. consecutive years again. That's tough. Both wrong. The Texas Chainsaw okay. Massacre, 74. Yeah. That's OG. Like, and that's I such didn't... like a 70s style horror movie too. Oh, that's gritty. That one does it's it dark. for me. That's where uh, Rob Zombie that's got so all good. of his inspiration oh, for most of his movies, especially the oh, I love them House so of Thousand much. Corpses. The Rob Zombie movies are some of the, my Street favorite jokes. horror movies. Yeah, I like them. They're fun. Yeah. Joyride or Final Destination? Final, Final Destination. Destination. You're both right. Final Destination yes. came out in 2000, Joyride the following year. We're zoned in. We're yeah, we're on the same page. We're channeled in. You better shut your bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, shut up. <laughs> Steve Zahn. The movie Steve Zahn hot. So hot. <laughs> Last week in our sexiest, sexiest <laughs> horror movies. Dudes. Was it from Joyride that he was nominated? That's right. Yeah. Because we was. were laughing that Paul Walker is in that movie, <laughs> but Steve Zahn is the one that sexed it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real standout for me in Got this one. Blair's engine revving. <laughs> so hot. Put these three in order. Child's Play, Arachnophobia, and Pet Cemetery. Pet, Pet Cemetery. Child's Play. Arachnophobia. arachnophobia. You both are Child's saying play. that. No. 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 We're swi- switched this lock. Who's got what? Child's Play at the end for me. I'm Arachnophobia at the end. What's your order? <laughs> <laughs> the correct order. So I got a quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> you said two six, pickles six or no? nugget. <laughs> you, you wanted the mustard? Child's play, arachnophobia, pet cemetery. Blair, we start with you. Oh, uh, we we both said pet cemetery first. Okay. Yep. I then said child's play, where Tyler says arachnophobia. Okay. And I have it ending with arachnophobia, where he has child's play. In the rear. Totally understand. Makes you both completely wrong. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we have that clear and you're both completely wrong. Child's Play came out in 1988. 
Pet Cemetery 89, Arachnophobia 1990. Yeah. God, see, this is right when I was born, and those are all mm-hmm. terrifying to me. <laughs> 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 I just have like chills thinking about either one of those. Sleepy Hollow or An American Werewolf in Paris, which came first? American, American Werewolf, Werewolf in, in Paris. Paris. Man, you're getting good. I hate it when you agree. American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris came out in 1997. Sleepy Hollow, 1999. I feel bad because I said we wouldn't do any remakes, and that is a remake. I didn't realize that. So one slipped. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I caught it. I caught it. it up on us. I caught it. Misery, The Shining, Cujo. The Shining, Cujo, the Stephen Misery. King collection. <laughs> the King collection, yeah. You know what? Shining, you know Cujo, what? That Misery. was actually accidentally done. Really? That was completely by accident. Nice. Good job. What was it? Shining, Cujo, Misery. Shining, Misery, Cujo. Blair is correct. Balls. Oh. The Shining came out in 1980. Cujo, 83. Misery, 1990. All so good. Wow. I was going to talk about Cujo. Cujo. Did you know that it's a human that plays what? Cujo inside of a dog suit? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. If it you is. if you see it now, if you go back and watch it now, it's one hundred percent a puppet. If you go back and watch it now, the movie is about like an affair in an uncomfortable marriage. Yeah. Is what it's about. Yeah. The first like half of that movie, it's about like an uncomfortable broken marriage and like it's weird. Really? Yeah. I tried watching that once. Like, oh yeah, I remember this being scary, and it was like, this is, this is not <laughs> what I thought it was. This is weird. <laughs> I thought this is just about a rabid dog. Whole different kind of scary here. I couldn't get through the book because of all that. I was like, when's the dog show up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hundred pages into dog? this fucking book and I haven't heard about this dog once. <laughs> I'm only here for the dog. Let's move on to a couple classics. Teeth or the human centipede. <laughs> Those are the classics. Human centipede <laughs> and then teeth. Agreed. Incorrect. Wow. Teeth came out in 2007. I the Human known. Centipede, 2009. They're both timeless. You this, never... won't, this won't be the last we, we'll be hearing from Teeth tonight. Oh, <laughs> you know, I was wondering when we were going to get some more Teeth. Then. That movie could have come out in 77, 97, 07, 17. It's still great. Vagina Dentata. I'm actually shocked it didn't come out in the 70s. I feel yeah, like that's I feel like like way it's, more, it's of more of a, a 77. Mm-hmm. More of a horror. Mm-hmm. We're nearing the end here. We have two remaining, and they're both threes. You got to put them in order. Moogie. All right. Gremlins, The Lost Boys, Beetlejuice, comedy horror, theme of the episode. What's up? (laughs) Gremlins, Lost Boys, Beetlejuice. Lost Boys, Gremlins, Beetlejuice. Blair is correct. Shit. Gremlins, 1984. Lost Boys, 1987. Beetlejuice, 1988. Love nailing it on a threesome. Name of your sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Almost did a spit take with my beer there. <laughs> Just about lost it. Like as soon as Blair said it, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> She's totally down. I was wondering. If... No, I was just waiting. She couldn't for have the said this up anymore either. Yeah, yeah that's all I was waiting for. I love getting nailed against <laughs> like, the I wall. Know like. Trio threesome. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> all right. This one's for all the marbles. Let's forget about all the points that we've come up to here. Oh. Because I know Blair's spanking the crap yeah, out of Tyler. Like like, once again. It's like 10 to 2. We weren't even going to do the score anyway. So let's call this question for all oh, the marbles. All right. All the marbles. And Blair, I don't want to hear that you haven't seen these because I know that you've seen these. Oh, I hate when you say those. Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street, Puppet Master. Puppet Master. 
Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street. No idea. No idea. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Agree with Tyler. You're both incorrect. She's going for the tie. We're going to have to go for the original scoreboard because you both got it incorrect. Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. I can't believe you didn't know that. Hellraiser in 87. I get it. And then Puppet Master in 89. You guys did well. You did I well. I feel like we did pretty well. You did pretty well. Blair By the scoreboard, some. I feel you like some, some of us did really well. I think Blair forgot to <laughs> mark a couple of mine over there because I only see two. Oh, no. That is correct. <laughs> you only got two chubs? There's no way. You got oh, more than two. Yes way. Yes way. No way. I know there's other people out there counting our chubs. You tell me <laughs> if we're on par here. Who's chub okay? I, my accounting is correct, okay? <laughs> There's a clear winner, let's just say. Chub counting. It's I got great. a lot more competitive than I intended it to be. You guys had some <laughs> guesswork. It was really well done. Blair took a pretty strong lead. We're going to call it Blair 1. And with that said, let's take a break. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to Something Crunchy, and we hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes towards an entry in their dream car giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast, and feel free to send any questions and track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. I was just about to say, <laughs> moving on. once again... Blair spanked the pants off of Tyler in a game. That happened. Man, and then once again, Blair's like, I just don't think that I'm not going to be very good at this. He has the advantage in spanking. <laughs> I got to do the rest of the sub with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> Fucking sweet. Thanks, Pete. Yes. With help of Best Life and Creepy Catalog, we are moving on to horror movie tropes. We have done movie tropes in the past. Tonight, we are doing it again, sticking to horror, horror tropes. Edition. The genre. Horror movies follow specific formulas and have some widely known tropes. Yes. Any hardcore horror fan knows these movies are filled with the same elements over and over and over again. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? <laughs> Have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no-no! Big no-no! Sex equals death. I'll be right back! He said it! It's true, sex equals death, and that's exactly where we are starting. If you lose your virginity, you're dead. Uh, this is a very well-known trope. One what a that shame. has it was lampooned in Scream. Sex equals death. You know, and the same goes for the slut of the movie. No slut yes. makes that alive. <laughs> and I'm sick of this trope because it discourages <laughs> promiscuous behavior. Totally. Examples include Rose McGowan in Scream, mm -hmm. Rose McGowan in Death Proof, mm -hmm. and Rose McGowan in Jawbreaker. <laughs> 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 All correct. 
<laughs> she maybe didn't die in Jawbreaker. She didn't quite die in Jawbreaker. She was kind of. Fuck she actually Jawbreaker. killed. Somebody. I killed Liz. I killed. I killed, I killed Teen Dream. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> It's exactly why I waited until I was 16 to have sex, because I was afraid to die. I thought it was the gospel. <laughs> Ripe age of 16. I can handle this now. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's talk about don't go there. This is where everyone in the audience knows that just because the lead character heard a rustling sound doesn't mean she should explore some creepy dark room in the middle of the night while yeah. everyone else is sleeping. Of course. It's the most horrifyingly demonstrated in The Birds, when Tippi Herdin is the only person in oh. the house who's still awake and decides to investigate the sound she heard upstairs, only it. to be brutally pecked apart by the hundreds of birds oh, who are no. roosting in one of the Just house's horrific. bedrooms. Um, yeah, first to explore, first on the floor. Yeah, it's exactly. Ele- yeah. Elementary. Oh, <laughs> everyone knows this. <laughs> if you don't have a gun, don't go in there. And like, it's true. Every slasher movie ever, famous last words. Hello? Is anybody there? <laughs> Dead. 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 <laughs> Hello? Dead. Let's talk about cute children doing creepy oh, things. Yes. The ultimate creepy just doing creepy kid things there's it's just like a, not cool no. it's just like don't like clowns there's something horrific about taking an innocent child and making yeah, it do something so weird innocent. and off-putting like singing nursery rhymes while someone's getting decapitated 10 feet away this oh is a great God. method for unsettling your audience cute just kids so merged with morbid circumstances is a modern horror staple i think it makes you appreciate the roles like georgie in it where the kid just adds to the scare by simply getting eaten. Yeah, but he's not like. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just it's good enough kid, that the kid ma- like goes down. But the Exorcist, <laughs> like, I mean, totally different story. But that was like a yeah, demonic that was, takeover. That was still a cute kid doing creepy things. Yes, I saw very... that again at a very young age. But I'm like, why is this girl doing these awful things? Especially to herself, I can understand that, that she's doing that like she to somebody possessed. else. But like How to is herself, that not a cute kid doing a creepy thing. It's true. I mean, anything like that is awful. Characters always seem to run upstairs. Always. Why they go upstairs? Always. Always. Go out, the, like, go out the front door. In Scream 2, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character like bolts up the staircase to evade the slasher leading to her untimely death. And that's kind of funny given that in the original Scream, Nev Campbell's character mocks scary movies by saying they always feature some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. And this is a very tired trope. They always run up the stairs. Now, this is only this has only yourself. been successfully accomplished in one movie that I could think of. And it's not a horror movie unless you listen to Something Crochet episode 41 in which it was reinterpreted <laughs> as a horror movie in the mid-season horror episode. <laughs> and what I'm referring to, of course, is Home Alone. When he did run up the stairs, you're like, why the hell would he do that? But, but he has a zip line. He had an escape. Yeah, there was a zip line. Plan. Get he had the a plan. killers. Get the Like he knew what guys. he was doing. It was Ruby the only traps. time That's it successfully worked. Yeah. If you're going to run upstairs, have a plan. Don't just, just have run, a fucking plan. Don't just run plan. up fucking stairs. The three ninjas knew what they or were doing when be... they ran upstairs. <laughs> I can tell you that. This is a horror so I can't believe you just went three ninjas. If you don't have a plan. Kidnappers. That is horrific and traumatic. Terrifying. If you don't have a plan, at least be prepared to jump off of the balcony. Well, right. Because what else are you going to do? Hide under your bed? That's happened too. I think that maybe has worked once or twice where they did jump off the balcony like There's onto like a, a van or like a tree. You All better right. have a tree. Or else like what are we even doing? Going up the stairs. <laughs> Big brass have balls a and a tree. Something soft to land on. Another one that drives me just freaking nuts. 
is when the weapon is just out of reach while you're being choked. What's amazing <laughs> is that it's only three inches from your reach. It's like when the condom is just out of reach when you're getting choked. It's super scary, but it gets old quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yes, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Like even if you did grab the knife or gun or whatever, the bad guy takes thirty bullets or three thousand stab wounds to die anyway. So True. just like spotted horse cannot be killed by a single bullet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Still alive. <laughs> Ghosts only wear Victorian clothing. That's that's a that's a pretty tired trope, and they always still do exactly the same thing that they did when they died. It makes me real sad to see like just move on a little bit, play some PlayStation. Like fashion or did change. I mean, a little something. <laughs> and, and they forward. are always doing the exact same thing they did when they died. John Mulaney actually had a pretty good joke about this, where he says, "Is that they're always doing the same thing that they did exactly when they were alive?" It would be nice to hear that the sweeper who haunts the movie theater applied for a position in management, and got it, but that's just <laughs> never, never the case. <laughs> That is hilarious. Discrimination. You know, like just put that on the list of things that we don't discriminate against. The dead. He needs to see his ghost manager, and it kind of reminds me of Beetlejuice, like how they have like the whole. Yeah, where you wait in line, you talk to your death manager, and you're like, I mean, I did great this quarter, so I really feel like I should. You know, be in this position. I deserve at this point. the promotion. Yeah. And if we're talking about ghosts, they always seem to be writing messages on mirrors too, getting a little tired of that. And they're always so vague and they're always so negative. They're never like, good luck with the big presentation today, Bob. Or don't forget <laughs> that you have hot yoga today at four, Margaret. <laughs> Casper was pretty friendly. He was he, he was, was a positive ghost. He was very supportive. He was very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> She's so defensive for Casper. It's because it was Devin Sawa. I was Sawa. just about to say. The only reason why. You bring up Devin Sawa and it's a, it's a trigger. Yeah. <laughs> and Blair would love that me. butthole. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Perfect transition for the crazy girl that no one believes. In so many horror oh, films, the heroine's suffering is compounded by the fact that no one believes She's her. Gotta be crazy. This is most recently illustrated in 2020's The Invisible Man, in which character Cecilia, played by Elizabeth Moss, is not only tortured by her psychotic oh, abusive ex, but by well the done. fact that even her closest friends think that it's all in her mind. Oh my god, that dinner scene. It's like when Blair's always complaining that we always call her a feral creature of the night, and we're always just like, it's just <laughs> in her head. She's just crazy. <laughs> or when your kid comes out doing some new obscene gesture and you just look at me like, where did she learn this evil from? And I'm like, she's saying shit. She, that girl cry. <laughs> <laughs> that girl cry. I don't know. That girl cry. Well, she should have been more honest about her sex life. Yeah. People would have believed her. <laughs> no one believes anything from you, Karen, after you told us about how you blew the whole NHL hockey team. <laughs> Now you're talking some mess about some crazy shit. We don't believe you. No one's going to believe you. No one believes you right now. No one ever checks a house history before buying it. And it makes me sick to my stomach. Because before oh, you a buy a do. creepy old house, like you might want to check and see if there's been like a suspicious series of grisly activity like, in so it. So how many people have And whether or not it has a secret basement, cellar, or attic. Essentially half of all fictional killings are on like the real estate salespeople who continue to push the murder house on the market. It's like eating a sandwich Blair gave you and not checking to see if the bread is moldy first. <laughs> Rookie mistakes. <laughs> and these things can kill you. 
<laughs> if your agent locks the door Sorry behind you, you might be in a murder shack. <laughs> if your agent fails to explain the blood-stained stairs, you might be in a murder shack. <laughs> if your agent wants you to check out the mystery door alone, you might be in a murder shack. No, you go ahead and check that one out. I haven't yeah. actually checked I'm that one out. I'm going to wait out front. Yeah. You check that one out by yourself. I'm going to let you I don't do a little with, walk around. I don't go in the West Wing. <laughs> Feel free to take a look. Almost all problems could be solved by self-service. Modern, oh, my God. Modern films try to get past this loophole by always having their characters in an area with bad service. Always. Realistically, most cell phone carriers have a wide range these days. Yeah, you can't like, fuck with 5G. Honestly, like, they're actually pretty like reliable these days. It like, is. You just Here's what they got to do. They got to pull up the phone, do a, like, a close-up shot of it, and then show Cricket right in the top left corner. Like one of those. Just so real, there's some context. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like, oh, you're never going to get service anywhere. This only works downtown. Even, even cricket today, I don't think you can get away with that. Yeah. But I suppose just texting the police officer, the killer is X, and I'm with him at address Y, followed by a knife emoji, would just ruin the dramatic tension of the film. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and problem solved. I get it. But you've been, in, you know, able to get away with it all the way on our way to 5G, but it's here now, and now we lay this trope to sleep. The killer's. Always use outdated weapons. I oh. feel like we've gotten a little bit further away Just from that. Just getting creative. Using a knife to kill a victim has an undeniable grisly cinematic quality to it. And it makes sense that a true sociopath would want to relish in its victim's suffering. But a hook, a chainsaw, a meat slicer, surely explosives would be like the easier way to go. <laughs> and... Just a quick explosive. Killers <laughs> move so slowly. Like, I could outrun... Jason or Michael Myers. You can call an Uber and have them come and pick you up before Jason got be to you. It wouldn't the, work anymore. Be at the end of the street. It wouldn't work anymore. No. Keep going like a street away. Keep an eye on like see what's going on here. You, you know how many psychopaths like, have come at me downtown in the last twenty years that I've been hanging around places that I've just like walked away. It's been really easy to get away from. You just like. Hey, <laughs> you're like fuck, and you just leave like. I don't know what these people's problem are. Just get up and leave. Uh, I realize that the part of the fear factor of, say, Michael J. Myers is that he really takes his sweet ass time. Everyone else is bolting down the street screaming for help, and he's just there strolling at a casual pace with no sense of urgency, which sends an unnerving message of complete control in any situation. But it's still kind of ridiculous when you watch Halloween now and realize that much of this flick consists of a scary killer just standing around silently staring at things. You take away the eerie music and add True. Uptown Girl by Billy Joel, and this movie is about as scary as a box of kittens. <laughs> totally. If you play Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden, it's actually a playful rom-com about a secret admirer revealing his true feelings for a girl who friend-zoned him. <laughs> Just, I'll be here waiting in the bushes. Be near me. Oh, my God. Uh, what about the evil doll that comes to life? Of course. They all do. They all do. We all know the doll's going to come to life. If you see a doll in a horror movie, you can be sure... It's something far worse than an innocent child's toy. As with other tropes, it's over. I'm done with it. Chucky was pretty creepy at first, especially because like... They even tried remaking it. I mean, I was young and there was like dolls all again like all over my room. And as soon as I saw like 
Chucky and all that. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that I, Furby that already creeped me out is like definitely killing me. Your dolls tonight. came to life at night. You had some they weird did. shit going on in your room. There was shit that was going down in there when <laughs> I, I was asleep. Whoever wrote that movie was probably just sitting in their bed with writer's block and they're looking around. They're like, what the fuck is scary what around here? Do? Like, like that doll's that doll pretty doll doll weird. weird. Like if that thing started blinking and then jumped off the chair and came over and started stabbing me, that'd be pretty scary. But it was scary once or twice. And now it's just overused. Yeah, now it's it is overused. Same with like everyone that goes inside the abandoned buildings. I you would bring up abandoned buildings. Yeah. I have a soft You're spot. You're a big fan of the abandoned building, aren't you? You're like, I've been there. It's fine. Yeah. I would actually seek out abandoned buildings with my friends. Like we wanted to be killed in some horrible way. A couple of us would go ahead of time and check things out, take our places in the most awful places you can imagine. Abandoned schools, churches, even this orphanage hospital place that just will forever haunt my dreams. Oh my God. But we'd spread out and wait while another person or two would go bring a group of people to come check this place out. And we'd make all these crazy noises and scare the living shit out of people, which I live for. But I probably got more scared than anyone we fucked with because you don't think about the fact that it's you alone waiting in this creepy fucking place for people to scare. And you actually hear some scary ass shit yourself. And it totally backfired and kind of fucked me up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I think about with like any time being alone. Like when people are like, and this is another horror trope, like splitting up, like. Well, how is that oh, in yeah. any way? Oh, yeah. you guys, we should group. split up. Split it's like, no. no, guys, Safety I can handle numbers, it. If I, if I find it by myself, I'll totally handle it. Like, don't even worry. Y'all just like, just. You take this tunnel. You take yeah. this tunnel. I'll take the one in the middle. <laughs> you just never split up. Never split the group up. No. Guaranteed. Somebody's going to die. Someone's going someone's gonna to die there. No one ever listens to the pets. The pets are always trying to tell you you're going to die right now. Pro tip. If your dog barks at nothing, or your cat suddenly drops dead, or your horse flees in a panic, evacuate the premises <laughs> immediately. No one ever listens to Fluffy. Your pet freaks out randomly. It's dips for me. Yeah, Such agreed. an obvious sign, so frequently ignored. If you know the rules, you survive. You survive. <laughs> Pay attention <laughs> These to are the, the rules. rules. On that, because the pets are so prevalent why does every fucking cat have to be like the most frightening scary cat ever and because cats are inevitably like it's true creepy like the, the black cat it's classic and they come everybody's terrified and the random cat scare out. that like like well, they started making fun of that yeah they started to but when you start looking at the cats you realize that those like crazy beasts that they're trying <laughs> to scare you with are like exotic cats worth thousands of dollars always, each. Like that's, always. That's a Bengal. That's a Russian blue. Mm. That's a $4,000 <laughs> cat. And it just like got out on its own and now it's some crazy wild creature all of a sudden. No. They're not your fucking cats, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love the overanalyze. The cat scare is cheap and like it's it falls under the like category of pop scares. And I wanted to use that as a trope because it is in, I guess in ways it's gotten old. It depends on how it's used, but it's always going to be used in horror films. It always will. It's just something that you can't really take away. I hate that kind of horror movie that like, that's not my, like the pop scary, like. Saw fuck me up. That's the kind of like yeah, horror like, fuck movie. Fuck with my head. Don't like give the me first a one. Panic after attack. you figure out the trick, then it's not so. Exorcist fucked me up. Yeah. Exorcist fucked me up. Well, that was one, one you too were young. young too. It was, but no. The, no, but Saw the girl was good. writing helped me inside of her, and then the spider walk when you saw that version of it, like in the head no. spin. I, Exorcist a was a different. 
hit. But like, I do agree when I first saw Saul, like it was, it was normal people, but there was like, Oh, you're not like living your life. Right. And this is like, what's it's going a visual on. And psychological thriller. And it messes with your head. Like it was, yes. And hostile. Yeah. That shit fucked me up. Which was worse. Blair, Blair, taken. Blair never traveled again after hostile. Hostile. <laughs> like my eyeballs hurt after watching hostile. I think Saul went there first with yeah. like that torture porn. Yep. Kind of uh variety. Yeah. The but, gonzo torture porn. Yeah, but Hostel was pretty rough. We were just talking about the exorcist. Let's talk about looking good after the demon exits your body. Cause that's always ridiculous, always has been, you're always just like will be. The shit, being oh, possessed, it, but now it's yeah. like radiant because the demon. In the left Exorcist, my body. the girl is like nearly battered to death, but the moment the demon is gone, there aren't any physical reminders that she was possessed. Yeah. Not only does the demon leave, but everything heals instantly. This quick healing, while unbelievable and silly, is still so frequently used in the horror genre. So true. You look like a living corpse, and then immediately after the exorcism, it's like, sup, no score of the Laker game? You guys feel like going out tonight? Or <laughs> Who's ready for some shots? <laughs> I feel great. It's like the last 15 minutes from intervention, like before they go to rehab, and then like, you know, the 10 minutes later when they're 30 days into rehab, and oh, then they look person. 100% different and better and all that. Yeah, that's where they stole that from, <laughs> from the horror genre. <laughs> What about it wasn't really dead? Want to finish on this one? Oh. Yeah. Because this is just tippity top of the list for me. This happens in all movies, not just horror movies, but the trick is beloved by many filmmakers. The characters think everything is going to be okay, but then out of nowhere, the killer is back up and chasing you yet again. Yeah. Just stop it. This is old as over-the-pants handies. <laughs> <laughs> It's so used. We don't as, need it It's so used. It's like Tyler's flashlight from his old locker on base. <laughs> the community flashlight. Good old trusty. This trope is so old. It gets back from the cafeteria just in time to catch Matlock before going to bed at six thirty. <laughs> I'm so tired of this trope. I'd rather be watching the traveling pants of the Yaya Sisterhood with B on repeat in Russian. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This trope is so beat up and overused. It's like a Kardashian box spring. Okay, I'm done. Okay, and I'm done. And you know what? I think we need another break. Enjoying something crunchy? Follow us on social media and tweet us your comments and questions at crunch underscore cast. We encourage you to participate and thank you for listening. We're back. We're having a good time. Hey. <laughs> good time. That was fun. Yes. I want to move on. We're going to keep it horror, but we are going to talk comedy this week. Last week, we went horror sexy. This week, we're going horror comedy. Love it. And with help from Rinker and IMDb, I want to make the top 20 horror comedy movies. Something Crunchy's top 20. Can we do it? Yes, of course. Oh, sure. What's like the first couple that come to mind? When you think of like ultimate horror comedy, Idle Hands. So true. Club so Dread. True. Idle Hands, 1999. There you go. Devin Sawa. Yep. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Club Jessica Dread. Alba. Do I? I mean, Club Dread's got to be on there. Everybody knows how I feel about Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> Idle Hands. The main plot follows the life of an average lazy stoner, Anton Tobias, 
whose hand becomes possessed even after being cut off from his arm. The film's name is based on the saying, idle hands are the devil's playthings, or idle hands do the devil's work. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead's got to be part of the list. Definitely. Yes, of course. A lot of people would have this right up there. Uh, Martin Freeman, Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead, 2004, British horror comedy directed by Edgar Wright, obviously. In a small flat on the outskirts of London, Sean, played by Simon Pegg, 30-something-year-old dull loser, must protect his girlfriend and the mother as the town is overrun by zombies. You gotta see Sean of the Dead. Of course. Also, there's Juan of the Dead in 2011. <laughs> Shout out to Cuba. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, Cuba? <laughs> Thanks for the good flicks. <laughs> um, Definitely funny. need to see that one. Let's take it back. Let's like Really, I think the first one I think Early, of is yeah. Beetlejuice. Like oh, Beetle, Beetlejuice has yes. to be on here. It has horror oh, in it. Such a classic. And it's comedy. Michael Keaton. Keaton so funny. Has our hearts, of course. Alec Baldwin. Gina Davis. Winona Ryder. Such a good cast. Catherine Hart. Catherine. Tim Burton. 1988. Beetlejuice is an American fantasy comedy horror film. Yeah. The spirits of deceased couple, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit, Michael Keaton, to drive them out. You don't need that because you've seen Beetlejuice, which is why it belongs right in our list. This is going to make our top 20. Oh. Or for totally, sure. yeah. Meanwhile, in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel about Tremors? Oh, it has to be on this list. I mean, is it comedy? There's definitely some comedy in there. Definitely funny. It's, I, it's a horror comedy. Even if you I don't. I guess that is what it is. It's so I unbelievable. Mean, it's funny. Like and it's supposed to be scary with monsters and all that, yeah. but it is no. They, they have intentional comedy yeah, in there. Totally. Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Michael Gross, Reaper McIntyre is released by Universal Studios in its first installment of the Tremors franchise. There's like twelve of them though. They're still making them. <laughs> still strong. The film was received well by critics and still holds an eighty-four percent favorable review rating. Really. On Rotten Tomatoes. Classic um, I give it. Yeah, that's about right. It's I'd about say right. 84 yeah. is totally it's good for the first on the one. Yes. Like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They, they start to dwindle down. By seven, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like tough. You're in the teens by <laughs> yeah. then. Like That's a 19 on Rotten Tomatoes. So if we're in this kind of year range, because we're talking 88, Beetlejuice, 90, Trimmers, uh, it kind of makes me think The Lost Boys. I feel like this would be on a lot of lists. Oh. Kiefer Sutherland, Corey Feldman. For sure. That's a Joel Schumacher 87 classic. But if we let Lost Boys in, we have to discuss Buffy. Buffy. And then we have to let Blair have Edward Scissorhands. I just don't think that we want our <laughs> list turning out this way. No. This is just not how this list was supposed to go. So no. I'm, I'm actually going to steer clear from that. I <laughs> uh, Land. Now, now that makes yeah, that, more that's sense. That's funny. Definitely. That's some funny stuff. Horror uh, comedy. It's classic horror comedy. Um, Emma Stone. We got Woody. Uh, Woody. Jesse Eisenberg. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. They killed Bill Murray in that movie. Like It was sad. Classic was horror hilarious. comedy. It, they made that so funny. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> that was amazing. I was <laughs> dying over that scene. Zombieland is a 2009 American zombie comedy directed by Ruben Fletcher from a screenplay written by Red Reese and Paul Wernick. The film stars Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin as survivors of a zombie apocalypse. Together, they take an extended road trip across the southwestern United States in an attempt to find sanctuary free from zombies. And it was great. 
that was totally fun. You got a whole game around that, that we got... looking for his Twinkie the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Tennessee, it was a different take. Tallahassee. I liked it. it was a different look for Emma Stone. She looked good. Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty Emma Bone in that one. Yeah. Teens with guns. I'd bone that stone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bone Tallahassee. Sorry, Blair. Um, <laughs> we, we talked about it enough tonight. Everyone saw that this was coming. Obviously, Scream's got to be on there. Oh, yeah, number course. one on my list. <laughs> Face yeah, number it, two. Sid. Number two. Your Good. mom's no Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I have such love for Matthew Lillard. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> he killed that movie. That whole role was amazing. He was like such a standout. Cheers to Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Can we yeah. give just one up for Matthew Lillard? Down for that. God, we are just Polly Shore, Matthew Lillard type of people. We sure are. And he deserves it too because that guy is awesome. You know what? SLC Tonk was awesome. I was just watching rad. She's All That and his whole dance scene. Just Fucking hackers. It's still amazing. I say we have like a... Oh. Salute to Lillard soon. Lillard's a shit. And Scream, Drew Barrymore, Rose yes. McGowan. Yes. Um, Skeet Ulrich. Come on. Skeet. Jamie Kennedy. Poor man's Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> Wes Craven, 1996. It's an American slasher film written by Kevin Williamson, directed by Wes Craven. Stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Drew Barrymore, David Arquette. Released on December 20th, 1996. Scream follows the character of Sidney Prescott, a high school student in the fictional town of Woodsboro who became the target of a mysterious killer known as Ghostface. Obviously going to make the list. Biscuits. Love Scream. Top three. <laughs> Top three. Top For three. Sure. Easy, you know. Uh, where does American Psycho fall? Ooh. In your, is it in the top 20? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to be, right? Comedy? I, I put it at number Comedy 10. Comedy horror. Comedy horror, obviously. 10. Middle of the list? Yeah, it was great. So it's Loved in there. It. I mean, Willem Dafoe, Christian Bale, that definitely had some comedy to it. Uh, a lot of 80s themes in there, too, that were like funny and ironic, is. and that's what I love most about that. There's definitely a lot of laughs. I think it's probably more comedy than horror, even though there was some violence. American Lots Psycho. of slasher. Yeah. Lots of slasher scenes. Yes. American Psycho is a year 2000 American neo-noir satirical psychological horror film directed by Mary Heron, based on the 1991 novel by Brett Easton Ellis. Wealthy New York City investment banking executive Patrick Bateman, played by Christian Bale, hides his alternate psychopathic ego from his co-workers and friends as he delves deeper into his violent, hedonistic fantasies. It's like if Dexter was rich. <laughs> exactly. It's yes. true. It's true. Put Dexter in the 80s, make him super rich in Wall Street, and that's American, American Psycho. Psycho. And, yeah, and just so like, true. If it, nice connection. If he grew up and then got some sort of a, you know, a list of... What does he call it? His his rules? Is that yeah. what it was? His rules or his guides or his guidelines? Or... Um, <clears throat> Dead Alive is on a lot of lists. And it was already a big horror comedy from 1992. And it's Peter Jackson. Pre-Frodo. Exactly. It's, it got, once Lord of the Rings came out, this thing got huge. It became a cult classic. Everyone loved it just because of the Peter Jackson angle. Yeah. So it really should be on the list, but... I know Blair hasn't even seen it. You probably hardly no. remember it. I don't I, think it belongs on our list necessarily. It should be, but I think we should replace it with something that is more us. Let's give it up to our good friend Jason Ellis and maybe replace it with The Woodsman. The Woodsman. Oh. The Woodsman? The That's little, a great idea. The little 2010 gem, yeah. The Woodsman. <laughs> Straight to YouTube Devil's Rejects gem. had some comedy. It 
did have a little comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Did have a... See, you can always tell exactly how Blake's feeling about things. (laughs) (laughs) Did have a little comedy. Just a little comedy. That's what you call wearing your heart on your sleeve. (laughs) So... Yeah, Dead Alive. I think we replaced that with The Woodsman. That that you know, that's a little iffy. Uh, a slam dunk should be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, that's also 2010. That's that should be a slam dunk. That's number one on most people's list. Really? Yes. I need to see this, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, 2010 American comedy horror film directed by Eli Craig. Tucker and Dale, two hillbillies heading to their fixer upper cabin for some relaxing, are mistaken for killers by a group of clueless college students. That's pretty fucking funny. I didn't um, see that one either. That's, yeah, that's like number one on a lot of lists. it's number one, we need to see those. Yeah, never even heard of it. It's like number I'll see a good comedy horror. 14 on our list, but number one on a lot of others. Number one on our hearts. <laughs> um, a lot of people are talking about The Cabin in the Woods. Um, that's the one with Anna Hutchison, Chris Hemsworth, pre- yes. pre-Thor. Um, 2012. That was like an American horror comedy. That that had some comedy in it as well. And it had some sexy parts. It's pretty funny. It made our... It made our sexiest list of horror movies. It checks some boxes. It checks some boxes. There's boobs in there somewhere, right? Here's one we need to discuss. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a boob or two. The Leprechaun. Oh. Comedy, horror, Jennifer Aniston, 1993. Checks all my boxes. That's creepy. I think it belongs. Like, there was, there's some funny parts in The Leprechaun. Yeah, there was a lot of funny parts. I mean, parts. a creepy leprechaun telling jokes. It really yeah. finds its stride by Leprechaun in the Fits Hood. Fits in this category. <laughs> leprechaun 7. Le- Le- that Le- is not leprechaun. a real movie. Oh, Leprechaun in the Hood. I think it was number four. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And by Leprechaun in Space, they've like, it, again, it gets extra tropey after You're- that. <laughs> that was seven. It's a little played out. Leprechaun in Space. Leprechaun in Space. <laughs> You're lying. I'm not lying. No. You Th- pulled those that are, out Those of your are ass. both real movies. I do not believe you. Both real movies, look it up. People spent money on that. Like There was a budget for that movie. Raise the your Woodsman, hand if you've seen Leprechaun zero in budget. Space. Leprechaun in Space, probably like two, $300,000. I'm going to speak that. on behalf of most of the people right now that want to tell Blair, how do you not know about Leprechaun in the Hood? Like, of course that is a <laughs> totally. real movie. Like, I did not make that up, Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, all right, so we'll let that one in. What about Warm Bodies? Yeah. That Teresa Palmer's got oh, a warm body. That was good. I liked how that was done. John That's Malkovich. That's a good comedy horror. Yeah. That makes the list. You like it? I like that. The zombie that falls in love with yeah, the, the normie. Exactly. Finds his heart. I love a good it's love story. It's a 2013 story. drama horror romance film. Oh, love with, it all. With, with some comedy. Dramatical romance. Dramatical. Dramatical horrific romance. <laughs> Let's do those. <laughs> Dramatical horror comedy. <laughs> um, scary movie? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it, it was. It's it, a parody. I it's get a parody it. of a horror movie that wasn't all that funny. So I don't know if it makes my list. Oh, it was funny. There was Are funny you, parts. Girl, but I like, got you. In you two, candy camera. In two thousand, <laughs> that shit was funny. That's as true. Hell. That's true. Yeah. In two thousand, it was hilarious. By Scary Movie Nine, yeah, it wasn't as funny. No, it's it's done been done too much. But it was funny. I'm it diluted funny to the funny. Parts. Because because if there was only one, it it'd be much. a classic. But because there was nine, it kind of lost a little charm. If we're gonna let that in, then we gotta go with a haunted house as well. The parody that they did for um, Paranormal Activity because that was fucking funny. Uh, Marlon Wayans, Nick Swardson was in yes. it. Oh yeah, the newlyweds. Chris um, Elliott, Malcolm, and Keisha move into their dream house, and they quickly find out they're not alone. It's just the Paranormal Activity parody. See, that was yeah. hilarious oh, when that God, came that out. That was funny. 
That that's was, damn that's the one with the strong hand, right? No, that's scary movie oh. too. Son of a bitch. Fuck. <laughs> we always <laughs> They're get all the that. same. We have so many times if you've listened to something crunchy in the past, we make this mistake all the time between scary movie and scream one or two. Mm. <laughs> I want to go right back to Mr. Matthew Lillard. Because Serial Mom Always. is one of my oh favorite my movies Cereal of all Mom. time. Do you remember that? 1994 Serial Mom. Ricky no. Lake, Matthew Lillard. We, we talked about this recently. Kathleen I've, Turner. I've never seen Serial Mom. Tyler James. <sighs> How have you not seen Serial Mom? Classic. All right, folks. We're going to wrap this up. <laughs> we got a movie to watch. And it's been great. Have a crunchy evening. Um. This 1994 American dark comedy film written and directed by John Waters starring Kathleen Turner is the title character. This is just, it was an awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, she's like a serial killer just that's like a sweet mom that does it to like help her kids and someone treats her kids wrong and like they're done and it's it's funny. Well, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you fucked with Timmy. You're dead. You're dead. Teeth. I promised we'd oh, get back into some teeth. Blake would have teeth on this list. Thank God we're back to teeth. This 2007 <laughs> treasure. Huge fan. This is like an American comedy horror film directed by Mitchell Lichtenstein. And it's, is she still a stranger to her own body? A high school girl student, Jess Wexler, discovers that she has a physical advantage. <laughs> and <laughs> Advantage. It's excellent. Oh, to, to bite and wean? Like, <laughs> yeah, what is the advantage? Vagina dentata is an advantage. And she clearly took advantage oh, so of you, it you just don't piss off that vagina detana <laughs> she got like the south park deal where she just eats through her vag and poops out her mouth or no no she just has what's advantage she, she has teeth in her vag where she can she could what's you advantageous about that you clutch down yeah you don't anger it <laughs> you get where you get the teeth you get the teeth nobody wants the teeth <laughs> Because on the other day, I was watching some Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. I feel like that deserves like a, to be on the uh, list somewhere. I agree. Ty Sheridan, Logan Miller, that was good. Yeah. Definitely comedy horror. 2015, when bloodthirsty undead ghouls invade their once peaceful town, it's up to two boys and a tough cocktail waitress to save mankind and earn their zombie killing badges. And it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, that girl's smoking hot and there's some good laughs in there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Probably 90 minutes. Perfect. Uh, Blair mentioned Club Dread and... If we didn't yes. detail that, that has to be on there. Yeah. Um, coconut peats paella. <laughs> like Secret ingredient. <laughs> Coconuts. <laughs> paella. Uh, hey, Coco Pete. Uh, you love these guys in Super Troopers and Beer Fest. It's the same gang that take the slasher genre Slime in a very it. underrated spoof, Club Dread. That's awesome. Turn your brain off for this special. one and have a blast. <laughs> and if you're going to let that one in, you got to do Piranha 3D as well. Uh, oh, talked about that yes. last week. That was another group favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joyride. We, yeah, we quoted it earlier. Shut your bitch up. That's pretty creepy, and it's pretty funny. Steve's that's pretty funny. At least, it's funny at least it has that one fucking line, which is I mean we quoted all the time. Yeah, it's worth. I love that. Steve's on comedy. Well, with a seventy-four percent on the tomato meter. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that one on the list. I mean, it was really? good. Yeah, it's That's a well, it's a well constructed B movie thriller. Is that P Dub's highest rated movie? What do you think Paul Walker's highest rated movie is? That's a good question. Fast and the Furious. No, no. guarantee that's like a forty seven. 
Really? Yeah, I bet you Tomato Meter hates that movie. Varsity Blues. Everybody loved it. It's true. It could be close. Could be close. If Varsity Blues doesn't have above a 90. <clears throat> no way. No I'll way. I'll never trust Ron Tomatoes no again. 60s, 70s. What? Yeah, 80 tops. It's not under 70. So what started this whole conversation that. was the fact that <laughs> this new movie, Uncle Peckerwood, came out oh, yeah. in 2020. And it has a... 100% ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, probably because there was like three votes. Yeah, right. And I've seen 100? this movie. Three for three. I've seen this movie, and I rate it not bad. <laughs> not it's, 100? It's not definitely... 100. No, it's not 100. It's not 100. It's definitely an indie horror film. Okay. And the acting and filmmaking um, improves throughout the arc of the film. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it is funny, and there is some horror, and... It follows a band that uh, is like booked like a handful of tour dates, but they need a van and end up getting a ride from this guy who's turns into a monster at night. Okay. And eats people and he ends up like kind of protecting them and they say they kind of like him. He kind of becomes their roadie for Stay the band. Show. Stay show. It's worth the watch. <laughs> if you have literally nothing else to watch, like it's fucking worth watching. Um, by the way, can I just come in with a quick fact check? Uh, yes, please. Varsity Blues, Rotten Tomatoes, forty-three percent. Oh my god, seventy-six percent audience score. Yeah, I was gonna say eighty Obviously. tops, but that's audience. Wow, sure. crazy. How low can you go? <laughs> um, we need to do a segment for. Like big love for low rated movies. Yeah, where like yeah. you just love the movie so much. Yeah, like an under fifty percent rating. rating. That's on like most of my favorites. But we love it. Best oh. under fifty, or maybe even thirty five. We got to go pretty low, make it interesting. Oh, that that is like my list. It's gonna take some research. Top but 50, I like that segment. Under fifty. Let's do some honorable mentions because that makes up our twenty, and I like top fifty under fifty. Thank you. That, I think that makes up our, our twenty there. But let's do get into some honorable mentions mm-hmm. along the way. Okay. I had to think about Young Frankenstein. That was oh, Mel, Mel yeah. Brooks, 74. It is, it's not, it doesn't have enough horror, but it does have the comedy. It's, totally. more, it's more of a comedy but movie a than a horror genre. movie. It's in the... Your mom's a horror genre. <laughs> <laughs> so is yours. Of course, when your brother tells you. <laughs> Say, mom. <laughs> Little shop of horrors. I couldn't let any musical on our that list. Counts. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's no. a horror musical. It's a, Exactly. This right. is horror comedy. Put that With on your. Does it count? We'll put that on the horror musical list Plus when we do musical. that. So it's just like ten crunched overs from now when we run out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love that segment. Blake's favorite segment: horror musical. Is there more than one horror musical? And please, God, I hope the answer is no. I mean, oh, definitely. Rocky Horror isn't really a oh, horror. It's not a but horror, but you know, no, that you're there right. Are some horror. You're right. There's yeah, some. There's some. There's some. Uh, Gremlins. On a lot of lists, it has. Is it I think funny? It, ha- it's just, it doesn't have enough horror or enough comedy. I remember laughing. Yeah. No. Dr. Giggles, 1992. I had to bring that up just because it was Dr. Giggles. Yeah. Like, love that movie. Taking it back to some cheesy movies from the 90s. That was just. Uh, it's got to be on the list. That's just straight up cheese. Honorable Mensch. has to be brought up. Honorable Mensch. Eight Legged Freaks. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. I mean, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. David Arquette. Uh, honorable mensch. Horror. Supposed to be scary and funny was neither, but kind of a little bit of both. And if you're older than 40 and you've been waiting for the whole time for us to say student bodies from 1981, there it is. Honorable mention student bodies. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's going to say student bodies. Student bodies. 
honorable mention for student bodies. It okay, sad. it was said. It's just not that great. It's you know whatever. Let's move on to our track of the week. In yes. the these backstories that we're getting from the artist are really starting to get to me. This artist could use some love this week, you guys. Mm-hmm. After a house fire took his home in the UK during the lockdown, he's moved to France where you'll find him completing his debut album in a full-blown studio setup in the middle of a seven-acre forest in Normandy. We'll use where this was originally laid down, out of South Wales. This is Jack Ellis with Small Change. Like I'm in chains 
Jack. Yes. It's cool to have our first track from outside the U.S., and it won't be the last. Small Change was recorded at Leadersville Studios in South Wales by producer John Constantine, and this track was written about being treated like the small change at the end of your pocket. Stay tuned next week when Crunchtober continues, and don't forget to send us any of your most disturbingly violent, twisted, fucked up, hard-to-watch horror movies that didn't make our list from episode 12, and you can send those along with your track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com or Twitter if you prefer at crunch underscore cast. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. Be crunchy to one another. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. Just for fun. I'm going the opposite. 13. Yeah, I'm going to go 13 goats. Blair Witch. <laughs> 13 ghosts. That sounds terrifying. 13 goats. No blood. No blood. What?